0: <laughs> yeah, Matt. Yeah, I know yeah, about they, dry cleaning. This, this, this so shit's about the to go emphasis, so fucking hard. The emphasis you put on it makes yeah. it uh, yeah. keep going. What? Do yeah. you, um, what about dry what, cleaning? What if there was a guy who <laughs> who got uh, really f- who only dry cleaned everything and got really offended and called you gross and said, "Why do you have wet cleaning
1: about your laundry machine?" Here's the reason why I love Matthew is because his his brain, you know, there was the obvious joke he could have just rolled with, but instead he created like a, a whole guy. He created a whole other guy.
0: You know, Jake. Let me stop. Like, Jake, let me stop you. Here's yeah. why I love Matthew. Yeah. Because he realized it was weird that he got all his clothes dry cleaned, yeah, and he had to <laughs> pretend it was a character. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you guys? Yeah. So yeah. Obs- why are you yeah. so obsessed with wet
1: cleaning? You fucking.
0: I, I, I
1: don't do wet cleaning. I do dry cleaning and dry dirtying. I, I do, I I do um, my stuff dry.
0: I do animal style. Ooh. I, I lick my clothes clean with my mm. tongue.
1: I thought you were talking about in and out Not sponsored. You <laughs> Never <know? laughs> sponsored
0: by in and out I think. Th- anyway. wow. Probably
1: won't be. Say that Probably in like won't be five I'll years. Give us
0: five uh, years. We'll be sponsored by In-N-Out. Um, with Remember that, these hello. words hello and welcome back we're the tough cut podcast and i'm matthew i'm alex i'm jakers jakers uh and this is episode 111 part one 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 we're gonna have to start
1: shorthanding these somehow i don't it's gonna be
0: guys we're it's gonna be another 111 episodes before we get to 222 this is never gonna happen like it's it's crazy. How, how, we're a how long thousand episodes us? away three from. Years?
1: It took us three years to get to one one one. Yeah, about that. That's
0: crazy. We're Two a thousand a episodes away. Three years for a hundred episodes. So mm-hmm. what's three times nine? That's crazy.
1: So we'll, we're a long ways we're away. We're gonna from... be like what? We're gonna be in our mid twenties by the time that that comes out. So that's <laughs> <laughs> for real. For real. It's
0: Matt's like... gonna do wet cleaning by then. <laughs> no. <Right>. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Only wet dirtying.
1: Yes. Wet um, dirtying is probably the preferred out of all of those. That sounds Thank like you. a that sounds like a really sad way to talk about
0: diarrhea. <laughs> I'm I just wet dirtied my <laughs> toilet. <laughs> um anyway, this is part one of our vacation bracket. So the tough cut couldn't, is on vacation Couldn't you tell?
1: Couldn't <laughs> you tell <laughs> audience that you this know, was our vacation a little loose. bracket? We're a little loose. Couldn't you tell? Yeah.
0: Um, this is us on vacation because content never takes breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming at you in today's episode, <laughs> we've got some fun ones. Um, we've got hot tub time machine versus forgetting Sarah Marshall. And then in the back oh. half, we've got cheaper ride the dozen two versus Itu to mama. Tambien, um, which, which is, is a wild matchup of the,
1: century. Matchup. <laughs> matchup of the fucking um,
0: century. Also, it's the first episode of the bracket. What the hell do we do here, Alex? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, this is the vacation bracket. Um, this is one of the more straightforward ones. Um, these are movies about vacations.
1: Yeah, thanks. This is the, what's the best vacation put on screen? And you know what? These movies, they are like the M. Night Shyamalan of vacation movies. So if you don't want these spoiled for you, spoiler warning right now. <laughs> Much like old, <laughs> my favorite vacation movie. It was so close <laughs> to being. I had a shitpost post list of vacation movies. That I I, could have I picked.
0: can't believe you. None of you, neither of you picked old. I can believe. I was it. like, this I, is my moment. This is my chance to see old. Uh, and it I, mean, not, we you, should you've been just do a straight that. up
1: M night. Shyamalan I'm not Brad. gonna.
0: Wow, M night bracket is such a good idea. You can talk about the classic M night twist, how well it's incorporated. Oh my god, the twist in this
1: movie that could be fun. Turns out they're (laughs) different old people. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out the movie's bad, and they're white. Uh, It's talking about Avatar anyway. uh, Oh yeah, so fun. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, I got Um,
0: you. All right. Anything else we want to call out of top here or
1: shall we get right into it? You're really cute. Thank you. You I are really want to cute. Call that out. We have Thank been you. saying this for years now. Many people are saying this. Almost a decade <gasps> I've been calling That's you cute. Saying. Almost. Almost. Right? Thank wow. You.
0: That's crazy. I can't wait till we've been friends for a decade. I think one of us has to kill the
1: other with a sword. <laughs> I was gonna say one of us had to enter each other, but like that does <laughs> count. It, it, it's the same idea. Sword. It's the same. It's gonna, it's gonna both, be a crazy. we both night. thought penetrate as the word, you know. But it's the <laughs> I guess of that's day. The,
0: that's the theme of your relationship is penetration. Penetrate, yeah. Penetrate is the well, word of the great. day. And with that word of the day, <laughs> um, Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce forgetting Sarah Marshall? You that's a pretty
1: good. Yeah,
0: know that I do. Um, sex and all these most, well, except for two brothers. Well, actually, <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
0: do you think they got to a dozen, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, that is actively a point in the first movie. Um, <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall released in 2008, directed by Nicholas Stoller. Uh, this movie is about a musician, um, he's, uh, the boyfriend of TV superstar and crime drama actor, Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, he does the music for that show. And so it's super awkward when she breaks up with him, uh, and he can't get over it. And he's got to go to Hawaii, get away. Vacation. Um, but she's there with her. He She's there with her new boyfriend or spoilers, not new boyfriend. Cause they've been blinking for a year. um, mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the hostess at the hotel is trying to cheer him up and then they start dating, uh, and then he cheats on her with Sarah, uh, and then they break up and he goes back home and gets his life together, uh, and then she shows up at the end and it's like, hey, um, now that you've like got your shit together and you're like figured your stuff out, like what if we like gave this another shot and then the movie mm-hmm. ends? Um, mm-hmm. I, I picked this movie cause I've always really enjoyed it. I think Jason Siegel is really charming in it. Um, he's is very relatable uh, in, like, a sad boy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this movie does not... It makes you like Jason Siegel's character, but it doesn't shy away from showing you, like, that the, like, perspective that he has is problematic and not good, you know? It, like, doesn't shy away from, like, showing you that, like, this person has their issues and there's a reason that Sarah Marshall broke up with him, you know, and I appreciate that this movie doesn't shy away from that. Um, I also think it's pretty dang funny. Uh, I think Jason Segel has a good time. I think uh, it's fun to be in Hawaii. Uh, It does a good job of showing that vacation stuff. Um, It's, I think it doesn't try to be like, hey, all these uh, white people working in this hotel are from Hawaii. It doesn't, you know, whitewash Hawaii. It has like native Hawaiians in it. And I appreciate that too. Um, What do you guys think of this movie? We'll start with Matthew. Um, Yeah. So this is a movie I have seen bits and pieces of, but never seen. You never saw it. Really? Yeah. Um, I was (laughs) very young when I saw bits and pieces of it. (laughs) And I got to see <laughs> bits and pieces of Jason. Yeah, balls. I was gonna say you got to
1: see bits and pieces. Yeah, that's really yeah, funny. Did,
0: did you guys watch the uh, the like unrated version or the regular version?
1: Unrated? Come on, unrated. the unrated, hell, unrated yeah, version. Because there was a lot. Yeah, of if you saw if you saw balls. Jason
0: Siegel's dong, then yeah. you saw the unrated. Quite version. a few times. Nice. Um. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So it's It was not like a vacation really. if you don't see Jason Segel's dog. <laughs> I please, He needs to stop. This is a cry for help. <laughs> stop showing me your dick and balls <laughs> on my vacations, Jason. Well, no, now you keep know finding uh, me. You know what I'll say <laughs> about that though is that they like they show Mila Kunis's boobs, so it's like it it, it almost validates that in a way of like it's not going to be shitty that we show her boobs because you're going to see Jason Segel's dick and balls, you know. I appreciate the opportunity Uh, like the. Yeah, exactly. Not parody, parody. Um, Anyway, Ah. so finally getting to see this movie um, in its entirety. I liked it a lot. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. I assume that Jason Segal getting to write it in whatever um, put his puppet (laughs) fixation in it. And this helped him get. (laughs)
1: the Muppets for later, I'm assuming. Yeah, Um, it did. This is actually a real thing that I was going to bring up. This got him the Muppet job, but by all means, continue. Are the puppets in this movie Muppets? Were they made by the Hensons? No, I think this was Jason Siegel. I think this was. He made them. (laughs) He's a big fan, dude. That's fucking wild. Anyway, that's so um, cool.
0: Yeah, I I was shocked by um, how much I enjoyed this movie. I was like, wow, I'm like kind of digging it. Nice.
1: Um, what
0: about that you, makes Jake? makes me very happy.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, this movie had Jason Siegel in it. He's in the Muppet Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> so it's very hard to not separate that. Uh, it's, a fun, it's a fun time. It, it, it really is a fun time. This is back when Russell Brand wasn't, like, an awful person that we know now. So, like, I thought his shit was funny before. Like, Inside of You is a hilarious song. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it really like sorry, it's it's fucking hilarious to me um and yeah the fact that jason siegel like it, it wasn't the only reason obviously he got the muppet gig but like they saw that he could like sing and that he was charming and do all this stuff and then Jay Siegel was like i would like literally do anything i will end my career starring in a muppet movie <laughs> and they're like okay dude you have it like it's fine like he was anything like too intense about it um it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's just a fun one of those one of those two thousands, uh, close to the twenty ten comedies that they were cranking them out then. And I think this one's a good one. Uh, it's is fun, a, a
0: weird f- sequel. Uh, but get him to the Greek. Get him to yeah. the Greek. But, you know. Is this a sequel to Get Him to the Greek? Is it it's the same prequel. character? Yeah.
1: Russell Brand wow. is the only one who carries over. Anton um, Hill. Cuz isn't that cent- oh, it's right. centrally about Jonah Hill's get- right. and Jonah <laughs> well, Hill's relationship I just always forget Jonah Hill's and forgetting Sarah Marshall but yeah. I
0: I actually have never seen Get Him to the Greek. I did not know that it was the same character.
1: It's the same characters. Yeah, they right. did like you did, they they did that thing that a lot of 2000 comedies were doing yeah. like a uh, knocked up. There was also This Is 40, but it's not like an actual sequel, but it just follows Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann who were friends yeah. of the people not, like you know like it was like mm. one of those like takes we'll one go. of the
0: like somewhat yeah, takes one of the characters and runs away with it. So wow! With your comment, Jake, this is such a like late two thousands. Oh, hundred percent movie. Yeah, like 100%. oh my god, it um, is. And just like the movie that this is up against, yes. Um, yeah. why don't you go ahead and introduce Hot Tub Time Machine?
1: I would love to. I felt like a <laughs> holy something inside <laughs> of me like churned when we said vacation movies, and the first thing I genuinely thought of was like, oh my god, this is so inspired. Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, I, I, look, Hot Tub Time Machine came out in 2010, directed by Steve Pink. Uh, box office was $64.6 million. Uh, distributed by MGM, 20th Century Studios. Uh, what is happening? It was edited by George Fulsey Jr., James Thomas. Uh, and music was by Christoph Peck. Um, you know, this movie, <laughs> it's about four, you know, pals. They're stuck in, they're, they're basically having... Well, three pals life. and a nephew. Three thousand and a nephew right They're they're stuck in you know this childhood not childhood like adulthood like midlife crisis basically um and john cusack who's in this movie uh has just been dumped and rob cadre lou is a party animal and craig craig robinson is just this you know husband and the nephew just plays video games in his basement but all of a sudden they all want to change their future because a heavy drinking in a ski resort hot tub uh, results in them waking up in 1986 on a fateful day. Uh, hilarious premise. I'm sorry, but this is like inspired. Uh, this is, this movie stuck in my head so much just cause like it's, it's sci-fi. Like it's a sci-fi movie. It's about time travel. <laughs> and, but it's so funny cause it's so nonsensical and such a, like a fun Uh, Like, I I just remember having fond memories of, like, again, a late 2000s, like, uh, but an interesting premise along with it. Like, I like this movie. I like Role Models was another one that's, like, fits the bill. You remember that movie? Sean William Scott, Paul Rudd? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, shit like that. I just think it's fun. Um, And I'm not biased because I worked with Craig. Uh, They're just fun people. Craig is literally just his kid. He doesn't act in this movie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) honestly that does not surprise me by uh
0: his performance
1: it's just one of those comedies that was just like four people that i would not imagine put being put in a room together and then they're put in a room together and then here we are we have a (sighs) vacation movie that is all over the place uh you know lizzie Kaplan, which i love lizzie Kaplan. you know like all all these different things it's great um obviously it's a comedy that was older so like it has its you know aging stuff but so does forgetting Sarah Marshall so it's I think it's good that these two are against each other for like the spirit of the times because I feel like vacation movies were very much like this energy uh, mm-hmm. and I think it's very exciting so I would love to hear what Alex thinks of this movie first yeah Um I ha-
0: have a good time with this movie I've seen it before once before uh I liked it then Um, I think it surprisingly does time travel really well in the fact that, like, it just kind of tells the characters, like, hey, these might be the rules, and the characters make a whole bunch of assumptions, and then (laughs) it, like, doesn't really get into it. And I think that's really great because a lot of time travel things try and, like, nail down the rules and they contradict themselves, and this movie doesn't do that because it doesn't set hard rules. Yeah, I have a pretty good time with it. Um, I think, like... A lot of it is, like, very straightforward. I think the performances are very, like, very... I think, like you mentioned, Craig Robinson is so down to earth because he's just, like, a normal person. Like, he's not putting on a performance. Um, I I, I have a good time with this movie. Yeah. Uh, Matt, how about you? Um, This is, like, primer for people that had friends in high
1: school. (laughs) 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 What an endorsement
0: Um, for this movie. It's a... (laughs) Uh, uh, a, a very deep cut uh, time travel movie that reference. So anyway, um, <laughs> I had never <laughs> seen this movie before. Um, Hell yeah, that's my dream. To sh- this is which, why I do the podcast. <laughs> watching this movie as an adult <laughs> <laughs> was, for the first time, was fucking mind melting, dude. <laughs> it is so, like obviously, like I, I I've. You get the premise from the title. It's, it's hard not to get the premise. And but, also when Craig Robinson says it to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but like sitting down and just kind of like accepting that this is what you're going to be watching for the next like hour and 20 minutes or whatever. And it it just being like, yeah, they get not hot tub and it's a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's really it. Yeah. That's the <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. Um. With that said, it is it is like this movie bleeds the like late 2000s, early 2010s comedy like mm-hmm. the, the role models comparison, I think, is very apt. I think like drill bit Taylor's up in there. Like there's yeah, like yeah. lots of movies from the same era that I think if you go back and rewatch, it, it's like it's the same shit, dude. It's, like in terms of like a motive state, I You're guess. Right. Right. Not Literally. Yeah, I generally had a pretty fun time with it. Man, is it a dumb movie though? It's
1: so dumb. <laughs> it's but I lo- so dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. But I love it. it, it it's
0: dumb, right? and it it that's all it wants to be, which is really yeah. refreshing, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like, look. Sometimes you watch comedies nowadays, and it's just like, oh god, like what's happened? And that's what look. That's why I am So this isn't a plug by any means, but Jennifer Lawrence's new movie, No Hard Feelings. I'm excited for it uh because it seemed so stupid and so much to re- a return to that form like what is what is this premise what is going on it's hilarious Just like a, a
0: truly it's so irreverent comedy where it's like i'm gonna wear the it on my what sleeve. it is yeah 100 percent. yeah 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 so comparing these movies yeah wow <laughs> where to begin i guess At surface level, or at at the highest level, they're both, as we've said, like that late 2000s, early 2010s comedies. How do we think they do their comedy? I think they're very different in the way that they approach comedy. I think that both of these movies have their very dumb jokes, but I think Sarah Marshall has a lot of subtle comedy that I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there are funny, subtle moments that aren't just like throwing a joke in your face that said i think the jokes that hot tub time machine throws in your face are for the most part pretty funny like the the one guy being like i'm your fucking dad uh at the end (laughs) like it's great it's so funny yeah i don't know i and i i it's hard for me to say which i like more in that sense like i appreciate i think a lot of the humor in sarah marshall like i think. You know, there are things that are in it that are just kind of weird wacky things that you could tell Jason Siegel is really passionate about, like the Dracula musical. Like that is a yeah. funny concept. But at the same time, like that's just like such a weird, wacky thing that I love. I love the concept of a Dracula I'm musical. Big fan of it, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Now that you kind of mentioned it, it is really interesting because in my head, without like deciding to talk about it for the show, um, I just like bucketize these together. Like they're from the same era of comedy, but like their approach to being a comedy, I think is very, very different in mm-hmm. interesting ways, which is essentially yeah. what you're getting at. And that's yeah, really cool. Sure. I, I totally, I don't know. My brain just didn't process it. It's just like, Hey, these movies are both funny. Huh? Yeah. It's interesting. Cause it's like, they make a lot of the same jokes, right? Like they do funny sex scenes. They do like weird relationship <laughs> yeah. things. They do like, people being sad and like depressed but they do them in very different ways
1: mm-hmm. yeah I think and it's also like you know kind of what they're getting at is, is both important because both on the premise the serious premise if you can have it for both these like dealing with a breakup you know and forgetting Sarah Marshall and kind of what that is like and like going through it and the absurdity of it and then like also, in Hot Top Times, you're dealing with a breakup. You're dealing with midlife crisis and, like, kind of, like, what it means. Be- like, they're both dealing with these, like, kind of what it means to, like, go through a very mundane... Or what people view as mundane, but it's also people view it very seriously. Like, when you get broken up with, it sucks. Even though it is, like, a mundane thing that happens to people every day. But they're both exploring it in these, like, very wacky, over-the-top ways. Uh, and I just I just think it's fun. I Like, it's, it's very interesting that the... The subject of comedy in the like late 2000 s, early 2010s, like the breakup kind of sex and stuff uh it was selling a lot, and it was really speaking to a lot of people. Uh, they well, really were like, just like down and down in the dumps, but wanted to laugh at the stupid things that happen or that we do about it.
0: yeah, it's like I feel like the target of both these movies is like people are sad, and it's funny when they try to not be sad because they are sad, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like, wow. I I Mm -hmm. think it's interesting how they ostensibly draw to very different conclusions about what that like what it means to be the the sad person. Mm -hmm. You know, the the approaches to um, Jason Segel's character, Peter, trying to get his life back on track and Robert Williams or Rob um, and his character, Lou. They're both, well, I guess, and John Cusack's technically the one that gets broken up with. So his character as well. Um, His character, Adam, like Adam and Lou are like unabashedly not great people. No, and so yeah. is Peter in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But I think the movies treat that fact about them very differently. Yeah. Like Forgetting Sarah Marshall is like Hotspot Time Machine is using it as a joke. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is a little is still going to make you laugh at it, but it's almost a little bit more judgmental about it. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think Hot De- or, um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall does this thing, too, where it's like, at the beginning, you just feel sad for him. Like, they see it, you see it, and you, like, like, the way that he is, like, clearly depressed, like, not doing anything with his life and with his time. Like, they show you that at the beginning, but I think they don't, like, try to make you realize that Peter is a, like, bad, selfish person who, like, can't take care of himself or like do any of that they don't try to like show you that and teach you that until partway through the movie when you've like had time to get to know him and feel bad for him and so like the function of it is very different like they want you to take that away as a lesson rather than just like these like they're bad people as a plot point you know yeah yeah like we are introduced to um lou and adam essentially like being bad people just like straight up from the get go. Like yeah. Lou is like a actual brash asshole. Adam is like distant and disassociative with the people who were like his lifelong friends. Like mm-hmm. it it's very upfront with the character traits that are negative where Sarah Marshall, like forgetting Sarah Marshall endears you to it a little bit more and then lets the the other shoe drop and is like, oh wait, like he's been doing a lot of this to himself, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're they're yeah. It alludes to and tries to yeah. show the
1: audience in some ways, but doesn't say it explicitly till like three fourths the way through the runtime or two thirds. Yeah, I do have a question for y'all in regards mm-hmm. to these Before. two. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very interesting, especially that these two are up against each other. The drop back of a vacation, mm-hmm. what does that like add? Obviously, it's the vacation bracket. Why did these two comedies like drop back a very specific, like, vacation is the drop back, is the setting here? Uh, for these two events, obviously, you know, in Hot Tub, it's the ski resort, like vacation, like they're out a party. It's a, like fucking magical time. Um, and then, forgetting Sarah Marshall goes to a resort, goes to somewhere they're not familiar, and all that stuff. Like, what, what does the drop back, like of a vacation, add to these two movies? And what, what is it? How, how are we comparing them? Well, so what I think is interesting about these movies is. Hot tub
0: time machine, they, like, go on this vacation, and it cha- the vacation changes them, right? Like, they come to these realizations, they, like, change the way they live their lives, like, all that kind of thing. Right? And, uh, I mean, later on we have to get into the logistics of, like, what happens when they return from the past and don't know <laughs> anything about their new lives. Like, okay, they're, they're married and they got this stuff going on, but, like, what the, what the fuck is going on? They don't know anything that happened. Um, I, I think, meanwhile, forgetting Sarah Marshall, like, he goes on vacation and he, like, experiences new things on vacation and is affected by them. But he doesn't, like change until he goes home like the the montage at the end of him like being sat on the couch and then like trying to write again making music again like finishing his musical like that happens when he gets home like he doesn't have that same realization i think there's like a moment of it when he like gets the picture back of like i'm going to do something for someone else because i want to um and i think that is a very key moment versus you know like the rest of the movie where he is being pulled along by other people kind of thing. Um, but I think it's like very key in forgetting Sarah Marshall that the vacation gets him to that point of wanting to change, but he doesn't change on the vacation. You know, I don't know if yeah. that makes sense, but it does I think, make sense. Like,
1: it's interesting that it like it took for him being separated basically from the problem, like really separated to almost get closer to it. Um, yeah. is kind of what they're trying to say. Um, 'Cause in a way him trying to separate from himself and get out of his routine of being at home put him way closer because obviously she ended up there and, and all these physically shenanigans. Closing. Yeah, physically <laughs> closer. But like, you know, like it's it's playing on that. Um I guess same with Hatsum Taishi. You can't get farther away or closer than 1986 when all these things happen if <laughs> you time travel. But yeah. Well, Matthew, I, what I do think, you think? Yeah.
0: I think what's really interesting about it is Hey guys, successful vacation movie choices, because I do think the act of this taking place during a vacation is like instrumental in what both of these movies are trying to do. Um, on one hand, hot sub time machine. Like if, there is this element that I think is almost really interesting about the, like they could have done anything with this idea of time traveling back to yeah. your life and like living. I don't know. Um, but opting to set it to, a vacation that the characters reminisce about, I think mm. is a really interesting choice. Absolutely. Um, people have this, this tendency to, like, fixate on specific events in their past as having defined their character um, in ways that, like, is just not generally true for real people. Like, mm-hmm. these three guys' lives weren't defined by this vacation. They just choose to think that it is. So yeah. it's like this this act of challenging that approach, and it's like, no, it's actually just, like, this like internal idea of, you know, refra- reframing how you want to to live your life. You know, it's not mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't get beat up um, by the <laughs> communist hating ski patrol. Like that's, that's not what's going to like change the rest of your life. Yeah. It's you taking a stand that like, I want to be different. Yeah. Um yeah. Which I think is, you know, it, it just like challenges sort of the, the, the romantic idea of like, I don't know
1: there's one moment like it's change, I could change just yeah. one moment. Like it's really, yeah, a hundred percent. I like yeah.
0: to, I like to think the entire reason their lives are different than, uh, at the end of the movie than they were at the beginning is because Lou decides to stay back and is like, Hey, you should date this girl or like, Hey, you should do this. No, and like, I, I, he I, just I, totally I, guides them. Which we, I, I, I want to talk on the Sarah Marshall was being set on a vacation, but we have to talk about the ending of hot tub time machine a little bit because that is like a, a literal nightmare. Yeah, I would have lived the shitty version of my life for 20 years instead of the awesome version of my life for 20 years. I, I instead have to like share my life with people. I, I essentially barely know because they've been on a different path for 20 years, 20 different years of human history. <laughs> that seems awful. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, why, why did you do this, Lou? Because <laughs> he's a selfish yeah. bitch and he wanted to create Google. Google <laughs> sorry, Lugle. Google, Google. My bad, my bad. Um, Not sponsored, by the way. Which, like, dude,
0: why did why did they have to? I don't why did they have to go back? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like they literally could have <laughs> just stayed. They could yeah. have just stayed. I mean, the the one guy. Yeah. The nephew had to go. Yeah. Back. Yeah. He, he had to go back. Otherwise, son, he would have been here. Yeah. <laughs> him, <right? laughs>
1: That's
0: yeah true. He has to go back and he That's would just so... time travel jump and all of a sudden be living under his billionaire father. Yeah. But the other guys, they could have, like, guided their own lives. So like also, what happens to the spirit that was inhabiting that body? You know? Like Don Cusack jumps forward in time with the one that's been happily married to April for 20 years, and all of a sudden that one's just like <laughs> <goes> to
1: <laughs> hell. <laughs> <laughs> he actually gets a hot tub of his own and then it like the whole, yeah, whole thing. So they go back in time and kill Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you guys want to start a movie franchise with Michael J. Fox and, <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd? <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. Uh yeah. It, it's just interesting. I it's so great that these two movies are are here and I do think they are good vacation movies. Like I think yeah. like the vacation matters. I think it's it's an interesting in a weird way. Like it's not like high highbrow intellectual shit going on here, but it's it's fun shit going on, and I, I think it's, it's... I think at its heart, the act of setting it during a
0: vacation was an intentional choice. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that that is something that, like, got to respect.
1: I think it, for Hots of Time Machine, I think you nailed it on the head, where it was, like, the vacation symbolized, like, reminiscing or, like, memory and all that stuff. We yeah. We hold those meanings very we hold those moments very high, like in our lives, thinking about vacations, thinking about of big events that we went to. But in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, it was about escape and vacations being the source of like, whenever we go on vacation, we're supposed to be as far away from our problems as possible. But kind yeah. of turning that on our head would being like, literally, that was the one decision you shouldn't have made because your problems are literally all right there in your face. But also it ended up being you have to confront them. So it's like, it's very interesting dealing with vacations as like a, form of escape and a form of memory and like holding those two together. And I think it's fun. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. The question is, which one did it better? And I feel like maybe we got to vote here soon. We, we are at time. So Whoa. that's hard. I really don't know. This is
0: tough. I think both these movies are so fun. And I think they both do vacation well. And I don't think you could have either of these movies without vacation. Does anyone want to go first? I think that I want to vote for... Sarah Marshall. Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I I think both of these movies are good. I think they both do a good job dealing with vacation. I feel like I like the jokes made about vacations. Like, you got the honeymoon. You've got, like, the surf instructor. I feel like I like the vacation jokes in Sarah Marshall more than the jokes in... Hot tub time machine in terms of vacation. So I'm gonna vote for Sarah Marshall.
1: Hmm. I actually used to I I I got a memory upon re-watching this movie. Uh you know how I always have those sayings that I can't remember where they come from and all sometimes. Yeah. Uh yeah. one of them is mm-hmm. in hot tub time machine. Yes, it is. Yes it, uh, is. it is. The the do you, you guys wanna say it? It's Gray White Buffalo. And I totally, like, upon hearing I was like, oh my god, one of the things I say Is from the 2010 (laughs) comedy movie About (laughs) Hot Tub Time Machine I love my life I love my brain I love what it sticks with I love it so much I gotta vote for Hot Tub Time Machine So it will not be my great White Buffalo Uh, Amazing Genuinely amazing Conversely (laughs) (laughs) The
0: fact that Jake, yet again Has lied to me for years I forget. I, could, I couldn't I forget. let him get away with another surfs up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. Well,
0: so I'm gonna vote for forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: That's good. Look, I genuinely both of these were very fun picks. I'm more than happy with it as long as as long as I got to pitch Hot Tub Time Machine in a bracket. I'm having a good time. Hey,
0: and we both enjoyed it. You picked yeah, to time machine, and we both had a good time, and thought it fit in the bracket. Isn't that amazing? That's a, it was a risky pick. I was I was
1: excited for it.
0: I, yeah, love I was it. like, "Are we about to have another dodgeball on our hands?" <laughs> hey,
1: shut up! Hey, <laughs> hey, huh? dodge dodgeball and mouse hunt were perfect for the brackets they were in.
0: They were um. in those brackets. <laughs> That's true. And we can't change that um, with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same for the
1: fucking musicals. Uh, Don't get me started. <laughs> forgetting Sarah
0: Marshall advances. Um, and we've got one more matchup today.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, got the most similar movies on this list. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I guess I will uh Itu Mama Tambien, at least in 2001, um, directed by Alfonso Cuarón. This movie follows... Two Mexican teenagers from very different social classes Mm -hmm. um, as they road trip to a beach they made up with a woman that is dying of cancer. Mm -hmm. And there is lots there are lots of revelations about the nature of their relationship, the nature of their futures, their friendship and plenty of sex. This movie there's a lot of sex in it you could say in many ways it's centrally about uh sex (laughs) um why did I pick this movie um I agonized a lot over what I was going to pick for this bracket and like struck by divine inspiration I was like I feel like I'm never going to get the chance to put this movie in a bracket (laughs) (laughs) and I have to go for it um I think that this is a very special movie. It's one that I like a lot, um, and I think it has a lot to say through the like lens of teenage revelry, um, in a whole lot else. Um, and, and it's a movie that has just kind of like stuck with me since I first saw it. Um, I think the cinematography is really interesting. I think its approach with like cutting to silence and having a narrator step in. Is very strange and I like it a lot. Um, it's a very cool movie uh, to me. With that, Jake, what did you think of this one?
1: Sex Cells, baby, we're back. <laughs> and a <laughs> young Diego Luna. A young Diego Luna? The mom from The Flash? Um, yeah, if you didn't know that, that's Luisa's uh, The Mom from The Flash. Anyway. The yeah, new one. The, the new one. Yep. Get fucked. Get fucked. Everybody thinking about this movie anymore. Um, look, <laughs> what's a good vacation without some some good old sexual awakenings and sexual liberation? And what's a good vacation without the mom from The Flash? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. I, I Her and Jason
0: Segel just won't leave me alone. Yeah.
1: yeah. Jason Segel was also the mom from The Flash, but it was in another timeline. Hey, you know what, though, guys? Aren't we all? Nice. That's big if true. Um, anyway look, this is a movie. This is a special little movie. Uh, I I like. It's just a good. I just think it's a good movie. It's just a good movie. Uh, love that you picked it as a vacation pick. Uh, that's that's very <laughs> fun. I love the energy. Like I said, like just something about this is a very sexy pick. And I think vacation movies, you know, while, as we saw in Hot Tub Time Machine, for getting Sarah Marshall, vacations are sexy times. So I'm on board i'm a, obviously, there's more to say about it, but I am on yeah, board absolutely absolutely. Well, they go on a vacation yeah you yeah, they do. They do
0: go on a vacation um, um, each other's and, bodies
1: uh,
0: <laughs> 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 um, Alex, what did you think of this one? <laughs> Were you crossing your fingers when you asked me that? huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this movie. Pop. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I was a little I, bit worried you wouldn't No, I liked it um, I think there were Okay, let me preface this by the context in which I watched this movie Corny out of your mind I watched this <laughs> movie Downloaded on my iPad On an airplane no! Not on a, Did you say an airplane? On an airplane Next to a stranger <laughs> ah! Ah! Oh, my God!
1: So <laughs> let me tell you oh my so God. you also you watched it. you watched it as Corona intended. You watched it as Alfonso imaged in his head. There is no greater experience than that.
0: Let me tell you. um, this movie is significantly less sexy <laughs> when you're next to a man who could be my father. hell, yeah. Maybe he's a huge fan and he's like damn this guy's got good taste in film. I mean, he was watching. <laughs> oh! I I I can think of no more cursed way to watch this <laughs> really, film anyway. that so you know there are always those movies where, like, the person next to you on an airplane is watching it, and you're kind of, like, side-eyeing it the whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, like, like, curious like, about what there. they're
0: seeing. I've been the person, like, in the row behind, diagonally across the aisle, watching the movie in front of me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Being that guy watching this movie, I'd be like, "Is what is yeah. what is, what?" Is yeah. Wow, that is amazing! I'm so sorry.
1: Um, no, so, that's awesome.
0: Because uh, I didn't know what this movie was going to be when I started watching it. It well, I was... mean, the name
1: gives it away. <laughs> yeah, it
0: does. It sure does. And your mother too. Yeah, definitely gives it away. Um, <laughs> I I still enjoyed it though. I had a good time, despite being incredibly uncomfortable the entire time watching it.
1: Look, it's hard to be like I so you... like committed.
0: Yeah, I, I only had so much time. I was flying to a wedding like I I, we were recording over the like at the end of the weekend. I had to watch this movie, you know. Now that's commitment. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, when I got to I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know at what point I would I would call it too much because like it opens with a sex scene. Yeah, yeah. And I was so like, like, oh, th- that's fine. Like, it's just the opening of the movie. Like, it'll get better. And then there's the scene of them just, like, jerking off in the pool. Yeah. You know? There's, like, mm-hmm. all the... It, there's <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, it is. There. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a great movie. And it's going up against an equally just, great movie. E-
1: <laughs> equally erotic movie. Uh-huh. Equally erotic. Equally great.
0: That's right. You guessed it. Cheaper by the Dozen 2, released in 2005, uh, directed by Adam Shankman. Um, Tom Baker's back. He and his wife and the tw- their 12 kids, back. the Dirty Dozen, um, go back up to the lake house where they used to go when they were younger. Um, and wouldn't you know it, Steve Martin's childhood rival is there, and he's played by Eugene Levy, and he's super rich. He owns the whole lake, and he's got um wealthy successful children um mm-hmm. but they're too stresseded and things go bad um they get into mm-hmm. a family spit spat and start competing uh and ruin the lives of their children until it gets better and one of them has a baby mm. one of the children has a baby
1: yep yeah supermans That's- in this yeah supermans in this Smallville. speaking of like dc so it's the flash mom versus <laughs> superman I think Flash's
0: uh, mom takes canonically. It
1: canonically, did the flash Superman. The mom.
0: Uh, what? Canonically, it's the Superman that doesn't have a belly button. If that um, is what? a helpful reference, to any- yeah, he doesn't have a belly button. That's like the <laughs> don't, weird. Don't, thing.
1: don't fuck Matthew up here. Don't fuck him up, Matt. <laughs> he fucked the way up.
0: I remember the ads for Smallville on TV were like, "Why doesn't he have a belly button?
1: Why? Mm. Where's
0: Clark's belly button? And it's because he's <laughs> Superman." Huh. Anyway. Uh, um, cheaper by the dozen too. Yeah. I picked this movie cause Marina loves cheaper by the dozen. And I was like, this one has a vacation in it. Does she love this one too? Yeah. We watched huh. it. I mean, we watched it for the podcast, but we talked about watching it like a week before we decided this theme for the bracket. That's crazy. Um, I mean, I think this one's really fun. I think it is thematically not incredibly deep, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's very fun. I think it's a classic kids' vacation movie, you know? Like, when I think of a summer vacation, this is the type of movie that I think of, you know? Um, I think it's very fascinating that both of these movies deal with, like, summer vacation before your life changes. Um, And they do it in two very different
1: ways. Um, But, Jake, what do you think about this one? I mean... So, unfortunately, I had the experience of being on an airplane and watching... <laughs> and being completely and being next up. to someone, being yeah. next to someone watching porn. <laughs> yeah.
0: The guy next to me was watching E2 Mama the <laughs> end. I looked at him and I'm like,
1: I could be this guy's dad. I can't believe he's watching this next to me. <laughs> and then we swapped iPads so that it was fine. Uh, you know... I, this was the movie that I always think cheaper by the dozen is. Like just really? in general. This is always the first one I think of. And wow. I get it mixed up all the time. Yeah, this, this movie had me feeling little things when I was a little kid and being like, oh, I wanna, you know, fall in love at the little lake at the little I wanted to be rich. Um you know, I wanted to be rich, but <laughs> I like, wanted not relate because I I am. wanted to fall <laughs> in love. Well, I wanted a rich lady to fall in love with me because we're both, you know, competitive and did we're we're figuring it all out. You know what I mean? This is
0: just this is a sweet little what? You want to fall in love with Little Taylor Lautner. No. Come, on, they come take you away. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, want little, you want a little Taylor Lautner to well, turn into a wolf and take you away? I
1: only want him if he's uh Wait, Do you want him to be shark a wolf boy? or a shark? A wolf yeah. or a shark. Shark boy. Go Wait. to sleep, but uh, what's the song he six? Yeah. <laughs> know,
0: but he fucking it's it's a good scene. Yeah.
1: Look, I this just I also like like the idea of like, you know, camp camp as a vacate... like, you know, it's like a thing and like competing oh. and all that. Like it's a very yeah should do a summer <coughs> camp bracket. Wet Hot American Summer is my pick. 100%. Ooh, that's a good pick. <laughs> we could have done that. We could have done that. Bracket.
0: Oh, got it. Got to wait till next year. Wait, you guys know you guys know Christmas in July. Maybe we do summer in, in winter in December.
1: Yeah, but isn't that just called being on the other hemisphere? Australians <laughs> won't say it's true. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So what? <laughs> Who else? Who else needed to talk about? I, by the dozen? I I I can go. It's me. Thank it's me. you. Spare me. Um.
0: Yeah. So I don't remember how I reacted to the first Chief by the dozen. Hot. Um. Um. But I like this one better. <laughs> really? <laughs> hey. Yeah, hell yeah! What is?
1: I just, I think this is the best the best one. I I think
0: that I Eugene Levy is just I've never seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Um. And Eugene Levy was I just thought he was really fun. He's so funny. Um, These, Eugene Levy really, just a he guess. really is wow he's wow and it was so I, funny that Taylor Lautner was his son <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they look practically the same
0: it's <laughs> in the, the Dead Ringers they should
1: have cast him in, in Shit's
0: <laughs> Creek yeah
1: <laughs> wait that's not him in Shit's Creek who is it who is it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah and and I. To your guys' credit, this idea of like the childhood vacation, yeah. Um, this does hit that that mark. Um, except like I, if, I'm the if way my way dad was acting like here. this on my childhood vacation. I'd be like, Dad, why you'd you be so like, p-? I'm gonna call the nanny to pick me up because I'm a little rich boy. <laughs> 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 You're like, <"F-> <laughs> Father, <laughs> Father, <laughs> I think. So here's here's my thing about this movie, and I do agree with you, Matt. I think it's better than the first one. Nice. I think the first one tries really hard to like yeah. be oh. more than just a kids movie. I feel like this one doesn't. This movie, no. like <laughs> this movie, knows that it's like a cheesy like summer blockbuster kids movie, and that's all it tries
1: to be, and it does a great job. See, that's how I felt about you, to Mama. <laughs> I couldn't even finish the sentence. I couldn't even. It's a, it's a beautiful coming of age story It's a beautiful coming the Yeah it puts the Come in
0: coming of age story <laughs> Oh my god why is Nothing marketed itself that way
1: Dude <laughs> it, the, the, it, it probably Has but it probably was straight age. to DVD Like you know it's like <laughs> Anyway
0: um, Talking about these two movies uh, Wild that They're mm-hmm. up against each other Um <laughs> essentially what you're getting at this idea of like a movie that is realized it should be for children (laughs) versus um a movie that is like centrally about class conflict personal growth and sexual exploration are pretty tonally at odds it's the weirdest thing um but weirdly enough canonically both movies have people that do be fucking.
1: <laughs> they do be fucking.
0: <laughs> they do I, be you fucking.
1: Yeah. They do be fucking. They have, you know, the talk. Uh, it's it's really great. Um, yep. And low key, I think
0: Eugene Levy would raise the toilet with his foot if he was at the dirty, stinky cabin.
1: <laughs> I think he yeah. would hold it in. Ooh. Y- you might be onto something there. You know? It's so, look. We could have prepped all day, night, week, month to try to compare these two movies. <laughs> uh, it's perfect. <laughs> you know, we we truly could have. I think you could, you know, we can make the obvious. There is fucking uh, either behind the scenes or not. We already uh, did. There's a lot. There's a lot. exactly. <laughs> we already exactly. Did. exactly. <laughs> That's
0: the one point of comparison I had.
1: There's here's also this thing I've, about... Okay, yeah, you go for it. I have it. a real one. I have a real one. I, I had a. I I, I was going to go.
0: throw no, shit out of a wall. No, I got a real thing.
1: Yeah, you, you you take your real thing. Okay. It's in your pocket, Jake.
0: Cheaper by the dozen, too. The movie starts, and then they're on vacation. Hmm. mama The movie starts, and then they go on vacation, and they're in a car driving to the beach, and then they're on the beach, and the whole thing is the vacation, but, like, it's all stressful until they get there. Thoughts on that? the journey versus the destination. What do we have? What do we have? What's what, what is there here? Hmm. I feel like there's something to be said for cheaper by the dozen. And maybe it's because they had a small budget and just had to be at this house on the lake and couldn't film them driving up the road to the lake. Um, yeah. They had to pay all those kids. They had to pay all those kids. Have you ever tried to put a bunch of kids in a car for an extended period of time? No, thank why, you. Why would I ever be in that scenario? Jake, I don't know your life. <laughs>
1: I um, hate it here, man.
0: <laughs> in the car with all those kids.
1: I can right. see them behind you. Right. Jesus. Um, you know, I don't think I had something that directly answered your question. Hey, no,
0: that's throw some shit at the wall. Let's see what happens.
1: <laughs> well, I was talking about this whole whole idea of like, we do have adults in this movie. Or in both these movies, right? And like kind of like how they affect their hormonal companions. Uh, um, obviously for Cheaper Brother doesn't, I'm cutting off like half of them, right? I'm not talking about the little kids at this point. I'm talking about the ones who are Which, older. Basically, the littlest kids don't get any kind of arc. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. The, they I seem would to argue try and
0: minimize how much they can talk. Go stop I would argue muggers in New York. Only I don't one care. of the kids. Uh <laughs> Only two of the kids have an arc. Yeah. I would argue that <laughs> three, well, one, three of them. W- one has a baby. That's one has a baby. Like a no, I, I do think she has a character arc because it's like, I mean, it serves to, yeah, her character arc is to highlight Steve Martin.
1: More people yeah. should have got him pregnant in Ethiopia, but they might be. We, we, they <laughs> might be. That's true. Hey, we'll never know. Okay, but okay, the, the anyway, fact that sorry. they're like traveling with this like adult. In that, in that movie, and kind of forming around this adult, in a, and and in Cheaper by the Desert 2, again, this is a stretch, stay with me, uh, <laughs> they're forming <laughs> around these, like, two adults, these two patriarchs, uh, who are just being competitive and being crazy, and they're trying to grow, they have, like, a bunch of kids who are trying to grow and make these decisions, it's interesting to see how two movies, obviously this isn't necessarily what they're both about, but, like, how subliminally like adults really shape like our hormonal fate like the people we're surrounding ourselves with in these stages of life really form like how we handle these more intense like situations you know what i I mean i I think
0: you're definitely onto something thank god insofar as like (laughs) how these movies approach one are sort of guided by and to approach this idea of like an adult um it is very clear that like the nature of adulthood gives you some kind of like inherent respect to younger people. And I think these movies have very different things to say about what that means. And Mm. ultimately I think cheaper by the dozen, like two tries to reflect that differently between Eugene Levy and Steve Martin's characters Mm. that like, just because you are someone's parent, you know, doesn't mean like, x y and z like you, you i mean they to, go like, back to being little children kids. you know mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. there's you know their regression in it and then it's mama tambien so much of what happens in the plot is inherent like it is set up that they're essentially like taking advantage of Luisa in some way you know like they're like oh we're gonna have sex with her and it's gonna be awesome but in reality um much of what happens is driven by her choices
1: Mm -hmm. um Mm
0: -hmm. i i i I, it's not a fully formed thought but i think it's an interesting point of comparison of like how these movies approach their adults thanks man i really tried well i was saying my thoughts not fully formed yours is a good like it's a good topic conversation i think man i think that's a really good point that matt brings up um, oh. <laughs> no, I think this this is a good topic of conversation, the way that adults affect younger lives, you know? I
1: mean, uh, even talking about, like, in the vacation lens, too. Like, adults are part right. of that and how they respond to vacations when they're in charge, like, in charge quotes, I say, like, of kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I think it's it's fascinating to think about... So here's, here's my question about Itumama Tambien, because I think there are things that went over my head partially because of my lack of historical context and partially because I was on an airplane and maybe didn't hear all the words. <laughs> um, although I guess I was reading the subtitles, so that doesn't necessarily matter. <laughs> um, like, I guess I don't fully understand is how the historical context and the way that the movie highlights things going on Around them like I don't necessarily fully understand the context and why like what that highlights in their story. So there is as it is clear by the the form the film takes with the narrator stepping in to talk about like things that have yet to happen and things that have happened in the past, um, including like uh, Danach's family being not just rich, but politically connected There is a lot of historic context to try and explain in what is a very short amount of time we have here. But essentially, Mm -hmm. the film is set during the, what, like 60, 70 years that the, um, the PRI, the Institutional Revolutionary Party, had just been elected president for basically ever. There was a ton of concentrated political power amongst the same people for a really long time, thus leading to, like insane exacerbation of the like pre-existing wealth disparity in Mexico and this idea of like moving into a new age is not just talking about the characters but there's also like a a national level to it mm-hmm. um because they they literally end the film with what they they talk about the the party that Tenoch's father is from like lost for the first time which happened in reality It was a a big thing because the PAN the national action party won for the first time and like made like a real upset to things in the Mexican political sphere, Mm -hmm. um, is I think in a lot of ways meant to parallel, uh, Tenoch and Julio's relationships insofar as their wealth disparity goes, but then also like this crossing of boundaries that physically occurs, but also emotionally occurs and then proceeds to immediately recede as if they're not meant to be part of the, this world together. Um, Mm -hmm as you get to like modern contexts of Mexican socioeconomic things and political status, the crossing of lines in that way didn't solve the problem essentially. So like Mm. that is a crazy, crazy, crazy Mm -hmm. short summary of some of the historic context. The movie gets much deeper about like why all of that matters and what it's trying to say about all of it. This movie was the highest grossing film in Mexico for a really long time. There's just so much wild context that I wish I could communicate as quickly as possible. I totally understand why you wouldn't have all of that. We we definitely
1: encourage like our audience. Like if, if it did go over your head, like it's, it's a really interesting movie to uh, look into the politics of it all. Like the, the, it is just a really rich film. Like it does a really good job. There's a reason why it was the number one grossing still up there. Like it, it it is a very, very well-made film. Uh, yeah. As well as sexy, you know. So follow. They could be
0: both. Follow up question. Similarly, mm-hmm. how do you think "Cheaper by the Dozen" uh, handles those same Mexican politics? With you know, <laughs> Eugene Levy is the you know this rich character. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of power has had power for many years in the lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Baker shows up and is mm-hmm. like, "Hey, like we're gonna fix this lake house. Like we're gonna make mm-hmm. things better." And then they get into this competition, and then they have sex in the end.
1: Yeah, well, I do the, think yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And there's a beautiful baby to symbolize um the connection. It comes to a very different conclusion about those Mexican politics, right? It, it really it Isn't really fascinating? does. And and what I think is upsetting about it is like I understand how like the union of it is meant to be like the the conservator conservative like social politics of it, merging with um, sort of these neoliberal economic policies, which is essentially yeah. what the yeah. the PAN or the National Action Party is about. You know, it's kind of like a right-wing populism mixed with neoliberal economics. Them coming to the conclusion that it was ultimately good for Mexico, aka there's a baby, yeah. really fucked up. I don't know. It's fascinating. It's bold.
1: Well, it, it, the, I think the honestly key is. is the, and that's I why think...
0: Cheaper by the Dozen, too, was the highest <laughs> grossing rate <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
0: um, um i'm ready to vote yeah and in in three out of the 35 or whatever mexican states jeep mm-hmm. brother doesn't two is the highest grossing film <laughs> yeah and those are the ones that love and I are they wrong he has a lot to say um <laughs> anyway yeah i can i can vote we go for vote. it kick us off um I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna vote for Ethumama Tambien.
1: Fucking stupid ass bitch. <laughs> well, okay.
0: <laughs> look, Matt, I can't fault you, mm-hmm. um, but I have to vote for Jupiter by the dozen too because if I don't, I have to sleep on the couch.
1: Oh, but if you sleep on the couch, you can rewatch Ethumama Tambien.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there won't be a man on the airplane next to me this time.
1: <laughs> Till you look out and there's you hear. Rrr.
0: <laughs> and there's a guy squeegeeing your windows clean. in the middle of the night. It's the same guy. <laughs> you could be my dad.
1: <laughs> he just wants you to watch something more age appropriate, like Cheaper by the Dozen Two. Yeah, if there was a sex scene in Cheaper by the Dozen Two, maybe it would have got my vote. But almost he's like, like three, three right? right?
0: <laughs> almost, but come on and a we all the way
1: yeah it's getting my vote here as well uh what a surprise if taylor longner was wasn't just a white dude and everyone thinks he has some ethnicity about him then maybe he would get my vote here but he's just a white dude
0: if steve martin and eugene levy had explored each other's bodies in that
1: (laughs) 100 are you kidding me that's a vacation that the is judgmental looks
0: from the other moviegoers, emblematic of the early 2000s. Damn, that who is should crazy. have been cheering <laughs> anyway. Uh, Mama Tambien advances, so it'll be it's Mama Tambien versus Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Same um, movie so again. Oh my god, we're fucked. Get, get your thinking hats on. But <laughs> next week, we've got the other half of this um bracket where it's going to be. <laughs> Total Recall (laughs) versus (laughs) Just Go With It. Let's go. (laughs) And then Goofy Movie versus The One I Love. Um, This bracket is so so dumb. The second half of this bracket is fucked.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it goes so <laughs> fucking. <laughs> oh,
0: I can't wait! It's gonna be so good. And if you want to um hear about those episodes right when they come out, I mean, we release on a regular schedule, so you should just know. But you can follow us on social media at we or on all of your favorites. um Get the episodes downloaded, downloaded straight to your phone by subscribing to our show on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. I don't mm-hmm. know we, it, enough. But yeah, I don't know. Um, and what else do I say? Enough. <laughs> Enough. That's it. <laughs> Enough. We're done. I'm Enough. Cutting you off. Um who, sh- Enough. who should they? Who should they share this one with? Oh, Someone can- who looks like they could be your father. <laughs> <laughs>